It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 945 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, May the 12th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors, and also you can find it on all your favorite podcast providers. Seems like Apple Podcasts is back up and running, so that's good. Uh, if you have migrated to a different app or Apple has disenchanted you, we are available on Spotify, Stitcher, Podcatcher, uh podcast man i don't know all the different apps odyssey sports as well uh you can go and find us and subscribe and rate and review and support and it is very very much appreciated okay on today's show look i could sit here and talk about a 19 point toronto raptors loss to the los angeles clippers last night uh a game in which we saw some nice jalen harris pocket passes and entirely too much stanley johnson on the floor but we're at the point of the season where these games don't necessarily carry all that much meaning. The team is eliminated from the playoffs. Their seven-year playoff streak ended by the Indiana Pacers winning a game on Monday night. And so it's kind of uh, run out the clock time, as I mentioned on the previous episode of the podcast on Monday. And so to make the running out of the clock a little bit more uh, fun and nostalgic and good, I've decided today to run back an old episode of the podcast. If you did not know... Which, if you're online, you should probably have been made aware because it's been everywhere today. Uh, it's been two years exactly today since Kawhi Leonard hit the four-bounce buzzer beater in Game 7 against the Philadelphia 76ers. One of the best things anything that it's ever happened anywhere. It was amazing. And I did a podcast after that took place. I did two podcasts about that game. One was sort of an instant reaction, frantic um, just sort of meltdown episode with Lewis Zatzman and Daniel Reynolds in the arena after the game. I'm not going to re-air that one because it's quite profane. The audio quality sucks, and we didn't really have our thoughts arranged when we did that episode. Uh, the real highlight is Holly McKenzie making a cameo appearance, talking about her dis- her feeling during the shot, which was that she was melting while also frozen. That was the highlight. I just brought you the highlight from that episode, so I'm not going to re-air that. 
What I am going to re-air is the episode that I ran the next day, an episode where I spoke to five different people about their experiences watching the shot. I spoke to Paul Lawton, who's been on the podcast a couple times, uh, Toronto area music man. I spoke to Josue Cedro, who is a fan of the podcast, a listener to the podcast, who I spoke to all the way from a mall in Barcelona, Spain, the day after the shot went down. That was a blast. Uh, and then I also spoke with Kelsey O'Brien. This is going to be a two-part episode because originally it ran for like an hour and 15. The second part of the episode is going to be with Katie Heindel and Joey Devine, and we'll run that back tomorrow. Uh, just to celebrate the Kawhi shot anniversary for two days, because why the hell not? These are dark times. The playoff streak is over. Things are a bummer right now in Raptorsville. Might as well go relive the good times right now. And so that's exactly what we're going to do. It's the Kawhi Leonard shot five ways with a bunch of guests. And you're going to hear it all back once again today. The same as you did two years ago. If you were not listening to the podcast, then this is brand new content for you. If you are a longtime listener to the podcast, it'll just be a nice, uh, you know, run it back. Something from the vault that was particularly fun and special. What a freaking shot. And I hope you really enjoy this episode. So without further ado, let's get to it. This episode begins with me digging into my own personal experience watching the shot on Press Row in Scotiabank Arena. Uh, We'll take a quick break and then we'll come back on the other side with Paul Lawton and Josue Cedro and then we'll wrap up with Kelsey O'Brien at the end. So just, uh, you know, sit around, enjoy. It's a lot of fun. Reflect. Go watch the shot a million times. Go watch it with the Titanic music underneath and the Avengers theme underneath. You really can't go wrong. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy this blast from the past and we'll talk to you again tomorrow with part two featuring katie heindel and joey divine two of our absolute favorites that's coming up tomorrow for now let's enjoy the first part of Kawhi leonard the shot five ways it's off the leonard defended by simmons is this the dagger First, I wanted to kind of get into my experience watching the shot, because I think I talked about this a little bit last night on that very like frantic and rushed podcast with Lewis and Daniel after the game, but kind of wanted to just go into a little bit more, because it was such a cool experience, man. Um, before the game, I was taking the elevator up to the gondola with Blake Murphy, and we were chatting, and he was like, I just want a close game. And I was like, why, Blake? We, we, why would you want a close game? Close games are bad. Close games are stressful. Nobody wants that kind of hell. And uh, I, I disagreed. We, we chatted about it, whatever. Halftime comes. It's 44-40 Raptors. We walk through the hall just you know at halftime, you know, to go to the washroom, get some drinks or whatever, and we see each other, and Blake turns around to me and says, Remember what I said about close games? Yeah, that was that was bad. And I said I agree. I'm fully with you. After the game, I go up to him. Uh, he's sitting waiting at the in the media area, and I was like, "Oh, dude, you're right." And he's like, "Yeah, you're goddamn right." I was, and that was just it was just such a cool, like, the interactions with everybody last night were so fun and nice. And there's so many people in that arena who you see all the time when you're there covering games. Maybe you don't know their names, but you definitely know their faces. And the number of just like bewildered laughs I shared with people walking through the halls last night is something I'll never forget. Like people who you'd never spoken to before, you lock eyes and you just start laughing because what else is there to do except look at each other and laugh at what just happened? It was 
really, really remarkable. My experience watching the shot, I was with Lewis and Daniel. We were kind of stuffed all the way to the far right of the gondola on the opposite end of the floor of where the buzzer beater happened. Usually we're a little closer to the other end. Um, actually, we've been sitting like right in front of the basket that Kawhi hit the, bat, the, hit the shot on for earlier parts of the series, but we got pushed all the way to the end because it was such a busy media night. And we were kind of sitting there on the outskirts of the gondola you know, torment. You know, just toying with the idea of just like throwing away our objectivity and just being fans, and that was a really cool thing to be able to like sort of root a little bit because we're kind of off to the side. No one's going to judge us over there, and like we were professional and all that, whatever. But I, I don't think people should be worried about cheering when it's something like that. Like that is a moment that makes you feel. And if you don't do something, if you don't stand up the way I did when it happened and put my hands on my head for 30 seconds in stunned silence, then I I just, I feel like you're probably covering the wrong thing. You should have a visceral reaction to what happened in that game. And I had that, Lewis had that, Daniel had that, and we obviously talked about it on the podcast a little bit. It was uh, just something I'll never, ever forget. Seeing the the Kawhi miss on the free throw, Jimmy Butler goes down and scores, and then you kind of think it's over, and you think, damn, that's probably it. Like, that free throw is going to go down as another one of these things that torments Raptors fans forever, and then it's just not. And it's just, it's just, you just, like, hit reset on the entire thing, and the entire conversation has changed now, and that sort of release is just, I think, what everyone was feeling last night. Everyone just laughing and giggling and just still in stunned amazement, just sharing a glimpse with somebody, and you can just see it on their face, the relief in their face, too. It was probably the coolest thing I've ever experienced professionally, and it was really, really great. So that's why I wanted to talk to a bunch of people about what they were going through, because I'm sure other people had great stories, too. I tried to get a few other people on the podcast, didn't quite work schedule-wise, and that's fine, Um, but I got some people whose stories were fun and interesting and I think it kind of shows that that it's just this very shared experience, man. It's not something that we get often nowadays, shared experiences. It's just not very much a, a commonality. Game of Thrones is like the last one. <laughs> um, but having that thing where 20,000 people in that building all felt the same way and how many millions of people outside of that feel the same way and are thinking the same things and having the same conversations with people today, it's just so damn cool. And it's why fandom is worth it. And it's why it is um, this like thing that we accept as a thing that's going to cause us a lot of pain and torment because the payoff is this and the payoff is this good. And I just wanted to share it with as many people as possible. So enjoy the, today's podcast myself with Paul Lawton, Josue Cedro, Kelsey O'Brien, Katie Heindel and Joey Devine. It was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it. It's a long podcast. Deal with it. It's fine. Uh, and uh, thank you so much. Enjoy the conversations, and we will talk to you with another episode. Looking ahead to the series that I guess we have to look forward to soon uh, with the Raptors and Bucks coming up soon. That'll be on Tuesday, I'm thinking. But uh, until then, enjoy this chat with myself and uh, a bunch of people who had the same experience as me, just in a different spot, but it was all the same. Uh, here it is. Enjoy the different conversations with our guest today. Before we get to Paul Lawton as our first guest on today's uh, re-aired episode of the podcast, I want to tell you about our friends over at Michelob Ultra and Mower, specifically the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. It's only worth it if you enjoy it at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's pretty damn easy to enjoy the Michelob Ultra. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It is the whole game. And when you're talking about players on the Raptors who have brought about joy happiness, excitement, enjoyment in the last little while, 
The list ain't exactly long. It's been a pretty rough go for the Raptors these days. But for me, I think the clear choice as your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Jalen Harris, who has, I think, carved himself out at least a job on next year's Raptors team, whether it's a high-profile, high-in-the-rotation job remains to be seen. Probably not, but he has certainly, I think, earned himself a look next year, some extra G League time, some extra NBA run, whatever that might be. He is going to be on the team next year because of what he's done over the last week or so, where he has been scoring. We saw him last night against the Clippers kind of flex his muscles a little bit as a ball handler playmaker, throwing sweet pocket passes. Give me those sweet, sweet pocket passes, baby. I'm a sucker for a pocket pass. Jalen Harris seems to have that in his bag, and uh, it's really exciting to see a guy who didn't get much of a shot this year, was injured, maybe was on the Dewan Hernandez track, who just because of injury was never going to get an opportunity, and because he's a 59th pick, the investment isn't high enough to really wait around for the injuries to subside. Glad that hasn't happened. Glad Jalen Harris has played the way he has recently, and he figures to be a part of the team going forward here based on his recent play, which is why he is the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy with Michelob Ultra? There's no reason to choose. You can have it all. It's amazing, and we appreciate Michelob Ultra for sponsoring the podcast, and congrats to Jalen Harris, your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Now, let's get back into the Kawhi Shot Five Ways episode from two years ago today as we dig into it with Paul Lawton, Toronto area music man and man about town, and of course, huge Raptors fan who was in attendance at Game 7 against the Sixers. Here we go. All right, on the line with me now, we have uh, a musical man about the city of Toronto, uh, Raptors internet friend and acquaintance. It's Paul Lawton. Paul, man, how are you? Hey, Sean, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really great right now, actually, to answer your question. I don't think I could be more great. I'm still pleasant. I can't stop I'm laughing and giggling. I can't just I can't stop watching the shot. Every time it comes up on my feed, I'm watching it while muting two Game of Thrones tweets because I haven't seen Game of Thrones yet. It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, pretty much any... Uh, I've been seeking out people uh, cueing the shot to different musical... Uh, backgrounds yes. and just like any any time that comes up in my feed i'm gonna like stop and watch it I, it's been the least productive morning this morning like i can't even i can't even get my head around it yet man yeah i've seen the the titanic one obviously was the first one to go around that one i think is probably still the best because it's like tried and true um, <laughs> yeah. the avengers one's pretty good the, I like the uh, the Kanye father stretched my hand. Yep, that was great. When the ball goes in and it cues to beautiful morning right away, and I just like uh, this morning I was lying in bed and um, I missed tears kind of streaming down my face. <laughs> and my wife comes into the room to kind of like wake me up to get to work and she's like, "Are you crying right now? What the hell is going on?" You know, and I just <laughs> you know like this is what you're crying about. You know, it's just yes, it is. This is. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Oh my god. So, <laughs> so good. So let's get 
the point of this podcast is to get everyone sort of a where were you when type moment. Uh, you were at the game, correct? What, what the game. set the scene? Where are you sitting? Who's around you? Who do you hug? Like, what's the, what's the deal here? Okay, so uh, you know, shout out to my bro John. Uh, John and his wife Roman have had season tickets now for uh, quite a, a lot of years, and they had a baby at the beginning of the season this year, a little Priya, and. It's meant that I've been able to tag along to almost every home game with John this year. So we've been you know, on quite the, the ride, the Kawhi year. So we sit in section 323, row two, uh, right in the middle of the section, like 1450. And it's a perfect vantage point because you're right behind the, the away bench. Right. And... You know, it, it's like all so you're surrounded by like season ticket holders. So this guy that sits beside me usually is this guy Damien, who uh, has been notable because in the you know the meme thing at, on the jumbotron that's like you know, like different fans and they do memes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been the one the last few games from game one against uh, the the Magic where it's like uh, it's like that face when you're ready to make some noise it's like the last one and he's the guy on there and you feel <laughs> just like that's the vibe like it's a real party atmosphere um right before the shot there is a huge fight in section 324 where uh some guy or some like a woman i don't know exactly what happened but she spilt her wine on the guy sitting in front of her and that guy freaked out, and then there was like a giant fist fight. This guy gets jerseyed, oh my God. and they're just raining blows down on him. Like it's like the craziest thing. I've like I've never seen a fight in a Raptors game in this era. Like it's usually pretty chill, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy takes this guy's jersey off over his head and throws it over the balcony. Oh and this God. is like minutes before the shot. So there's this crazy intense vibe in that section, right? And then, you know, you know, quiet misses the free throw and Jimmy gets the rebound and lays it up and ties the game. And I swear to God, there I could hear sobbing around me. And, you know, we're <laughs> you know, you're trying to you're trying to stand up and be into it, but you know, you just the, the the pressure from that game seven is unlike anything I think I've ever experienced in my in my adult life. Like I, I maybe I'm super lucky, but I it's like that was like the pressure cooker meat grinder vibe. And then there's this crazy energy from this fight, and then the shot goes and it bounces once, twice, third time, fourth time it's in, and it's just like mayhem up there <laughs> and I hugged every human being I could find around me a John and I, John's a very like he's the most the guy that I sit with John he is the most intense fan like ever he loves it he, he takes it so seriously and he's like a pretty stoic guy and I think we hugged for three minutes and then there's <laughs> the vibe in the arena after the shot balls where nobody moves for like five minutes and you're just standing there going like do we leave now like is it can i you know you're it's like everybody in that arena was like suspended in time and it felt like 10 years like where 
and then the the walk to my car afterwards where it's just like people are you can't even believe the energy mm-hmm. like i'm still buzzing like it's I don't even know that it could have happened a year ago. I'm still going to feel this way. I've never experienced anything like it. Sorry, I've gone on quite a bit, but this is like, <laughs> the, yeah, so great. No, man, you're making my job easy, so I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, God damn. So the entire game, was there ever a time where you felt relaxed, or was it just like constant just clenching and nervousness oh, and stress it, in the second. Did you like get up to go anywhere? Did you sit in the seat and just stew the entire time? Uh, I left at halftime. I have like a very specific ritual mm-hmm. now where I have to do things in a certain order or I start to feel like wrong. And like, let me just say like a shout out to the Scotiabank arena uh, in game ops Game two, where we lost that game, mm-hmm. I knew we were going to lose that game for one reason. The in-game ops were, were, were like wrong. There mm-hmm. was something wrong. They weren't playing the right musical cues. And like If you go to enough games, there's a rhythm and a pattern to the in-game entertainment to know where you're at. The, that awful fourth quarter time flag mm-hmm. with that terrible like comic sand spot which i hate more than life itself that <laughs> fucking flag but you know what i mean it's part of that experience right mm-hmm. and they started like game two when we lost that game against philly like they were not playing music in the right order at the right time and, and i just like the crowd seemed out of it that whole game but the yesterday at the beginning of that game the let's go raptors chant uh, before anything even starts, like I just knew it was going to happen, and you know, if only we had known how how it was going to happen, how big, like, my God, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but everything last night, the in-game ops were on. Uh, they kept the crowd into it through the whole thing. Uh, you know, even just the like nervousness around like Kawhi hitting the shots in other games, game two people were breaking out MVP chance. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yes, it was hardly the MVP game for quiet outside of that last shot. It was a bit of a rough ride. And, you know, like people were just like, there's no MVP chance. Cause we're just like, so desperate for him to hit a shot. <laughs> so it was like, that <laughs> because we've got to, we've got to calm this down, you know? So yeah. sorry to swear. I know it's like, a, no, know, that's a, cool. <laughs> last so, night's podcast it. was, uh, was the most profane one yet because I had no other words to say, so I just fell on the crutch of swears. <laughs> um, yeah, the the one thing about the ops yesterday that bothered me and it was really just setting my teeth on edge was Herbie really getting involved in the chants, and I, I know. hate yeah, it when he I does know. that. And he was doing it more than I've ever heard it, which wasn't necessary yeah. because... I don't know about you. I think that's the loudest I've ever heard it before. Maybe like Biombo blocking LeBron and getting called for a foul, like that whole sequence is up there. But I yeah. think that's the loudest yeah. I've ever heard it. You know, yeah. a couple times throughout the fourth quarter. You like, does the Herbie thing bother you too? Um, Herbie in general, I'm pro Herbie. Yeah, me too. Uh, as a guy like so, like I've gone now in the last couple of years. I think I've done like eight, eight or nine visits. I was at, uh, I was in Oakland for that game two where the Clippers came back against the Warriors Mm -hmm. and and I've really come to appreciate visiting other arenas kind of how good we have it and so I've kind of come back around where I can see what he's trying to do he's trying to like get the vibe going and keep it going and you know I gotta respect that the hustle Um, 
I'll tell you like a, a little story. Like last year, uh, game three, uh, my my wife Ronnie and and John Roman, who we sit with uh, at those at those games, we drove to Cleveland mm-hmm. uh, for game three. And oh no, you know, oh no, we were th- we were there in person for that Braun dagger where you know you know OG kind of messes up a little bit and, and goes the wrong way, and LeBron buries us. And then that feeling that I had walking back to the hotel downtown Cleveland, where you're surrounded by 20,000 people wearing like little LeBron James jerseys going, go back to Toronto, like just being super dicks to us the whole time. And just, you know, every bar is playing that dagger. You can't see a TV without just that replay, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've ever felt as like down or dismayed about a sports event than that shot. And it felt like poetic justice last night. Just like, you know, he buries it. Like, all, like just gets it in that, that friendly bounce. Like, it's just like, you know, the basketball gods deciding that, that you know, we're going to let you have it. We're, we're done. Have this we're guy. done screwing with you for now, we're done. at least. Yeah. For, for now. And, it, you know, it's a good thing we don't have to play any more basketball this season. And we left on that <laughs> high note, right? Like, I'm so happy. That the season's over and it ended in that in that way, and you know, congratulations, Raptors, uh, for not having to put us through any more like emotional gymnastics that, that we've had to go through for the last two weeks. Yeah, oh, uh, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I it's I don't even really want to think about the Bucks series yet. I know I kind of have to soon, but I'm gonna take at least one more day to enjoy all of this. Paul, I hope you do the same thing. You can find him at Quartermass on Twitter. Paul, thank you so much for joining me, man. This was awesome. Sean, thanks so much. Anytime. We've got two more wonderful guests to get to in just a second. Josue Cedro, all the way from Barcelona, Spain, two years ago, talking about his experience watching the game on a phone at 4 a.m., and Kelsey O'Brien, who spoke about how she woke up her children <laughs> later on, coming up here in just one second. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar, who are making the best-tasting protein bars money can buy. They have nine delicious flavors in their now-trimmed-down but perfected lineup of flavors from raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. So you know what? Go find what your favorite flavor is. If you don't know what it is yet... Why not order a mixed box? You can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors and you can choose for yourself which one you want to order a full box of. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars, but they're healthy for you too. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. I'm about to get back into biking. It's been a long time. I've been sitting on my butt for like two months because I'm a garbage person, but I do know for sure that when I'm going for a bike ride, when I'm actually exercising, Built Bars are a great way to start my day. You know, I'm not weighed down by a heavy breakfast, and it does give me the energy and uh, everything I need to get through my work out go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked 15 and get 15 off your next order that's the promo code locked 15 for 15 off at builtbar.com today's show was also brought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag who are the fastest and easiest place to bet on all your favorite sports action baseball is in full swing i've been watching so much baseball lately and you can track all the action at betonline.ag you can also get all the news and odds for your other sporting needs including basketball and hockey as they head towards the playoffs as well as the fights ufc mma whatever that might be 
Before the next pitch, before the next puck drop, before the next flight, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and choose all, or check out, that is, all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word. That means if you put in 100 bucks, you get 150 bucks to play with off the top. That is a great deal at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, now let's round out the rest of today's episode with uh, Josue Cedro, a Raptors fan, at Joshua Hemsky on Twitter, and as well, Kelsey O'Brien, one of our faves here from Dishes and Dimes and uh, all over the place. Kelsey's taking over the world, as, uh, she sh- as she should be. Anyway, let's get to it, the back part of today's part one of Kawhi Leonard, The Shot, Five Ways. Enjoy. All right, joining me on the line now, all the way from Barcelona, Spain, Someone who I'm very happy to have on the show. I've interacted on Twitter with quite a bit. Uh, apologies for the background noise. He's doing this in a mall, which is deeply, deeply appreciated. It's Josue Cedro. Josue, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Sean. I'm doing great. Great to talk to you. Uh, and again, uh, apologies for, for background noise. But uh, but <laughs> live in Barcelona, it, you know, Raptors news never escape anybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you were watching the game at, it's like a seven-hour time difference. Is that correct in, in Barcelona? Six hours, actually. And uh, it's even a, a, cra- a little crazier story than that. I, I didn't watch the game. Okay. Uh, because, uh, so what happened was I had to, I was in Paris last night, and I had to catch a flight to Barcelona in the morning uh, at, uh, like, I had to leave the house at 6.30 a.m. local time. Uh-huh. So the game went started at 1 a.m. So my thought was I'm going to wake up, I'm going to catch the end, and then get up and then get out of there. Uh-huh. Problem is... My friend I'm staying at, he's a basketball fan, but he's not. He wasn't getting up at no 4 a.m. and he works in the morning because you know, it's a it's a weekday. So he's like, nah, I ain't watching him. We just we go to bed, right? So automatic, I don't know how. Somehow, someway, my body woke me up, and I turn, I look at my phone, and I go, and I see 114 left, 89.85. So then I'm at, at that point, I, I turn on my phone. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna have time to you know get off the bed and find my computer because I'm gonna wake up my friend. So I just followed it on, on Twitter for the rest of the game and just refresh, had to play by play. But I know because for sure, because I was on the other side of the border, uh, so the NBA app didn't refresh as fast. Okay. So <laughs> be, like we'd be at like second 30 and I was still at a minute 14. Like I would see what was happening on Twitter, but the score didn't match like the play by play all the way down to like total buzzer beater. And the only way I knew that Kawhi had won it is because I'm going through Twitter. All I see is cat people, capital letters, <laughs> emojis, wah, 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 all crazy type of stuff like that. And then, that's, and then my second thought was, okay, great. So I know we're ahead. Now I'm looking, I'm trying to figure out, is there a time left? Is there a time left? Is there a time left? There was no time left. So that's how I found out. That's amazing. Did you get the videos coming in then? And what was your reaction when you saw like how crazy the buzzer beater itself was? So I, I did um, Bleacher Report, thank God, is uh, pretty fast with their stuff. So uh, I uh, I saw the like the last second, like the last three seconds, whatever. My thought, but honestly, my first thought was this never happens to me. Like this never <laughs> happens to a team I actually support. Like that exact shot, that never goes in. Like there's no way that goes in. And four bounces, a fadeaway, Joel's hand in the face, the end on the bench. All the, re- the facial reaction of the guys on the bench, they, coach nerves. That's 
literally like crouched to the ground. He does <laughs> a, a half a hop and then he hops. Oh, it's just it's insane. It's just insane. Yeah. That, did you wake up your friend when it when this all happened? <laughs> I did. I did. So in all for all, this whole objective, like, it was absolutely worthless. It, it didn't serve anything. And, and the thing too is, I, so I got up the bed and like I was I was leaning, like I was laying down, and then I got up kind of halfway, kind of screaming but no noise uh-huh. and I thought alright I'm not gonna wake him up and then he goes like yo dude if you're gonna do this go in the kitchen alright <laughs> I picked up my phone and I didn't sleep for the rest of the day because I was so hyped I was just trying to figure out what happened during the game like what was the shot about how did we get there the whole night so uh, yeah you know for all, uh, all the all that gymnastic and I still woke him up are you now walking around Barcelona trying to find Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol Spain jerseys <laughs> Uh, I have not seen those yet, but they, they, they gotta come out. There, there's no doubt they're gonna come out, especially that Serge had a good game. Like yeah. for sure, somebody. I'm, I expect to walk in and find somebody with either a Raptor jersey or a, or a Spain, you know, your Mark or, or Serge jersey at some point for sure. Are you a little bit relieved that you didn't have to deal with the stress of the entire game? Because speaking as someone who was there, it was exhausting and horrifying trying to just like take it all in and not freak out the entire time especially being on press row and not trying to like just melt down in front of everybody um were you grateful for not having seen the the like the tying bucket from butler in person were you kind of just like in a way relieved just to find the result on twitter and kind of live with it there honestly and, and this is after I, so i rewatched the extensive highlights on uh-huh. like 13 minutes of it so i got a pretty you know good sense of everything I don't know, man, because not to have the visual for that minute 14 was one of the hardest things of my life. Yeah. But, but then after seeing these highlights, oh, man, that was not – I don't think there was a single second under until the buzzer where, like, it was an enjoyable thing. Like, that, that <laughs> felt like three playoff games with overtime, and this game didn't have overtime. Like, that it was just – and for every bucket to be so hard to get, and the yeah. runs, and all the scrappy plays on both sides, and Kawhi, that you think, all right, he's not going to miss that free throw. He misses that free throw, automatically ties it, and then you think, oh, overtime, you know, momentum, all that. And then he gets a shot away. Then you think, oh, it's short. Then you think, oh, my beat. Then you think, no. And then it goes in. Us. It was an insane roller coaster. And that I honestly don't know if I could have done live, but it, I don't wish on anybody not having. Uh, being able to watch that mm-hmm. moment live, uh, because uh, you will always remember. Like for you know, for all our parents and older brothers that have the Vince memory, we'll have this memory. You know. Yeah, man, for sure. And I'm glad that you at least were able to like keep up with it, and you weren't like totally blacked out from what's going on. So that's sweet. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time, Josue. I'm really, really glad we could have you on. Enjoy the rest of your time in Barcelona, man. That's, that, that sounds uh, really, really good, considering it's like rainy and terrible here. So uh, ha- have a great one, man, and thank you for coming on. Uh, no problem, Sean. It's got, we got great weather out here, so yes, I'm trying to make y'all jealous. It's great. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. Thanks, Sean. Have a good one, too. That was Josue Cedro, all the way from Barcelona. Whew, that's stressful as hell. Anyway, we're going to continue on with some more perspectives on the shot after this quick break.
Before we go any further, I just want to tell you about our sponsor for today, and that is ZipRecruiter. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates, and that place is ZipRecruiter.com. And in our case, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find the right people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who, use, who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the very first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. All right, welcome back. Joining me now on the line is a returning guest to the podcast, one of our very favorites here. It's Kelsey O'Brien. Kelsey, how are you doing today? I feel alive. How are you doing? Uh, alive and also dead at the same time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, I talked about this off the top of the podcast, but I was just like shaking when it happened. I couldn't even like unplug my computer. I just, it, it was like, fumbly mess it, it was oh i i uh, we're not here to talk about my experience of the of the shot let's talk about yours where were you watching who are you watching with um what were you feeling before it went in so i was at home okay um crouched on my couch like some sort of gargoyle <laughs> <laughs> and the baby was still up so when the shot went up i kind of made a face probably similar only to childbirth <laughs> And then for about three seconds just stayed like that. And then it went in and I jumped and I screamed and I cheered. I woke the other two kids up. But of course, Kawhi, the baby, he was still up and he's just looking at me. And then he just bursts out laughing because he's never seen anything like it before. <laughs> and then he joined in. That's amazing. So it was just, yeah, it was just a gleeful, happy mess of me screaming and him laughing. Does your son Kawhi know? The, is he aware of the the connection to Kawhi Leonard as of right no, now, no, or is that still okay? Okay. So, so I was wearing my game one um, playoff shirt from this round that okay. has Kawhi on it, and he's asking me who all the people are. And I said, <laughs> Danny Green, Serge Ibaka, and then he's like, "Who's that?" And I said, "That's Kawhi Leonard." And he just gave me the weirdest look because he's like, "No, I'm Kawhi. That that looks nothing like me." <laughs> That's a large black man, and I am a small half Asian baby. <laughs> that's not me. Uh, that's amazing, though. So he was there in the room with you. He got involved in the celebration. That's, oh, he definitely did. Yeah, that's delightful. Uh, so you were just watching this by yourself, like yeah. Uh, that that's. So what's your thought process as the ball is rattling around the rim? Like, did it feel like to, like it did to me for you where it felt like it was like 30 seconds on the rim? Oh my gosh, it felt like, you know when they say before you die, your whole life flashes before your eyes? <laughs> That's kind of what it felt like for me. It felt like an eternity. And then I was like, okay, if it doesn't go in, at least we didn't lose. At least like we go to overtime. But then it went in and I was like, oh my God, we don't have enough. <laughs> yeah it was like 
I, I agree. It's like your life flashed before your eyes, but it's not your your life life. It's your basketball life. So like Joey Graham's sitting there. It's on the rim. It's like, hey, is this going to go in? It's like, hey, Joey. <laughs> <And> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, – I still – I've never seen anything like that, obviously. I wasn't at the bat flip game, so maybe that's like the – that's the close corollary I think people are sort of comparing it to right now. That isn't the proper word, use of the term corollary. I don't even think that is, but (laughs) correlation, correlation. Yeah, I'm an idiot. (laughs) But no, I think like, so you watch it and the first couple times you just watch the shot, but then like, I don't know how many times you've watched this, probably a couple hundred as well. But then you see it was from Mark Gasol, Uh Kawhi, and you're like, oh my God. This would have never happened with JV and DeMar. So <laughs> at the very moment, that like two seconds or whatever it took, that's when you realize like both trades were so worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So when you were watching the game, like when did you get up from in front of the TV? What was your like post it happening sort of routine watching the game? Did you watch the post game? Were you just like sitting there in silence? Did you go do something else? Like what was your... Uh, um, it was like post game thing, like mixed with just ridiculous giggling <laughs> and just a lot of oh my gods. Yeah, I don't even think there was any swearing. I was too uh, too into it, <laughs> and yeah, I I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> That's I think the the point I was trying to. Uh get to with this entire podcast was just a bunch of people saying i don't even know what the hell just happened that that's pretty much all i wanted <laughs> just to, just to back up that that was also the way i felt because oh my god i i just i still how many times have you watched it today every time it's appeared on like my twitter or my instagram and it's getting so much love from so many places uh-huh. like cameron posted it and i was like oh my god <laughs> this is everything to me and like we are celebrating the same thing as LeBron James for the first time ever. Literally, this is what LeBron did to the Raptors last year. Yeah. Like, and now we're celebrating with him. Yeah. It's it's the new it's a new sensation, that's for damn sure. Like I can't even think of the biggest shot before this. You know what I mean? Like hmm. it's like you could say Kyle's half court heave, but I don't think that like they didn't win the game and it was a game one this is like not only is there not a Raptors shot in history that matches this there's like maybe like five shots in the history of the NBA that match this for like the stakes and the unlikeliness and it's like without exaggeration one of the greatest shots in NBA history that's crazy that it happened for the Raptors, not to the Raptors, Raptors, for the Raptors. Kawhi Leonard, the Toronto Raptor. <laughs> yes, noted Raptor, Kawhi Leonard did it. Oh, my God. Uh, any parting shots before I uh, move on to our next guest, Kelsey? Um, I don't think so. I don't even, like, I was worried about the Bucks, and now I don't even care about the Bucks because this was our championship. And as long as we have this moment, no one can take it away from us. So... Yeah, honestly, don't even care about the Bucks series right now. I'm sure I will when it starts to happen, but... Yeah, yeah but let us enjoy this for now. Yeah, I'm not even... Yeah, no preview content until at least late on Tuesday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelsey, thank you so much for uh, sharing. Say hi to Kawhi. Uh, and, uh, Will do. And, um, yeah, 
Jeez, thanks for coming on. Do you have All anything right. people should yeah. be checking out, by the way? Um, no, not right now. Okay, read your read uh, Kelsey's Mother's Day piece from last year. It's still apt and good. It is, and now Kyle's mom got to celebrate with all of Raptors Twitter for <sighs> this game. So she's one of us now. Un freaking real. Uh, all right, Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, all right, we will talk to you soon. All right, talk to you later. All right, that's it. That's all. That is the end of part one of the re-airing of the Kawhi Leonard shot five ways an episode dropped two years ago in response, of course, to the Kawhi Leonard buzzer beater in Game 7 against Philly. Part two of that episode is going to come up tomorrow. That's how we're going to fill the Thursday before the Raptors take on the Bulls, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Katie Heindel, Joey Devine will be on that one, and it's a ton of fun. It's Katie and Joey. I believe there's something to do with a dog vomiting in Katie's part, uh, which was all added color to the shot situation i'm trying to remember now but i'm pretty sure that was on tap either way really hope you enjoyed today's uh re-airing and hope you enjoy tomorrow's as well and uh go and watch the shot a whole bunch today it was uh in a weird way nice that last night came uh in uh, the last night's raptors game was against Kawhi. it sort of led into all the memories of today even if the raptors are in a sore state and the clippers look like they might be the favorites in the west it's a bummer but also uh you know the the Kawhi moment will always be a raptors thing and that is the coolest thing in the world so That'll do it. Thank you so much. Uh, Please subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. It's always appreciated. And I'll be back again on Thursday with part two of this episode. Until then, have a good one. Bye-bye. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.